You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Jack? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have the dream... I don't like where this is going. To be... <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever wake up one day and be like, God, I just want to be a cat? You know what? I honestly can say no. I really have not. <laughs> well, our next guest surely had this dream, sitting young in an auditorium, knowing full well, ugh, seeing a dancing cat spoke to him. Spoke. It really did. It was a nice little wake-up call, and he went and chased that dream. He never became a cat, but... I think he did. Do you think it was better. a you think it was a gentle purr or it was like a meow? I think it was a gentle purr. I, I think it was a gentle purr at this point, for sure. Come come be a dancer. Yeah. That's a horrible oh, purr. That was a oh great my god, I tried, 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 I, <laughs> dancer. There we go. Okay, it's better. I think I just like gargled the first <laughs> one. <laughs> Anyways, we got Robert Hartwell today. Robert Hartwell. So excited for this. Because, I mean, I, I saw him, I auditioned with him actually once at the Muni, and we don't talk about this in the episode, but I was like, who is this guy? He's incredible yeah. in every facet of every performance level. And to now know him as, I mean, a, a honestly, a, a visionary of the, of the Broadway Collective, which is kind of helping students get their dreams acquired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's this dude's inspiring so inspiring i mean growing up north carolina and finding his way to doing five broadway musicals so memphis nice work if you can get it cinderella motown hello dolly i mean iconic shows which were just outstanding and he was outstanding in all of them i think i saw him in four of those five um and i mean we talk about the exuberance of joy that he is like iconic for he's iconic for exuding joy in performance and just making dance feel good and look good and exciting so he he is the brochure of like the iconic broadway dancer brochure absolutely i agree with you and exactly to your point about the broadway collective i mean he's changing the game in the training program that is happening for students all across the world to be honest and it's just so inspiring to see kind of what is happening and how that is flourishing and where he's taking it to next. So I think he's brilliant, always a word of wisdom, always, you know, so much joy and happiness and a lot of laughs. Always. He is in for that. So what do you think? Starting out from the top? Let's do it. Let's start right meow. From the top, a five, six, seven, eight. Oh, this is a good one. He's here. This he's, is he's arrived. This is special. He's arrived. <laughs> I am. This is special. so excited about this because <laughs> honestly, I'm just so proud of the both of you for doing this because I think so many artists like say they want to do something, but you actually did it. You have your own podcast. It's incredible. I'm just so proud and so honored to be here. Seriously. We are so honored to have you, Robert Hartwell. We're just, we're glad to be in the presence, in in awe, truly. In awe. In awe. (laughs) 
Um, it's too much. We're too much. We understand. Um, Robert, let's. We're gonna dive right in. Yeah, let's not waste any time here. So, can you take us to your first five, six, seven, eight? What got Robert Hartwell into dance? What got him started on this crazy journey career that you have embarked on? Oh my gosh! First off, obsessed. His first five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. was at the community theater. Seven years old, Raleigh Little Theater in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it was a production of Ice Wolf. And my mom took our little tiger cub, Den, to go see this production. It changed literally my entire life. Um, But you know what, though? I will definitely say, and you both will understand this as dancers, what really was the five, six, seven, eight of my life, though, was seeing the, the national tour of Cats come through my theater North Carolina coming through North Carolina theater. And oh my God, you give me humans in unitards <laughs> and high kicks and double pirouettes into Batmas. And I am here for it. I was like, I literally want to be a cat. I want to be a kitty. Um, so that <laughs> I would say the five, six, seven, eight was coupled between seven years old, Raleigh Little Theater. Um, and then seeing cats, I was like, I want to be a cat. Um, I want to be a cat. Just everybody wants to be a cat. I can, I can picture little Robert Hartwell just seeing it. And I'm, I immediately, I have this vivid picture of you just like sitting in your seat, but all of a sudden just like seeing their movements and like rolling your shoulders and getting into like cat positions. I'm like, okay, okay. The audition is next week. The audition is next week, Robert. So like, (laughs) slow down little Sheba. But like, I'll definitely say though, what's funny is my brother Isaiah, when I came back from seeing cats, and it was a big, it was a birthday present from my mom. It was a whole surprise. It was a whole shebang. It's like back at a time where like you got dressed to go to the theater. Like I remember the Navy suit that I wore that with like the white shirt and this like blue and green, like tie. like I remember the whole thing. But when I got back home and I told my brother, I wanted to be a cat, he's like, well, you're going to have to stretch. So my brother, like just being the athlete that he was would literally, I think it was his form of like little brother torturing me but i was like it's for broadway yes yes <laughs> rip my hip yes i need to be able to do the splits um so <laughs> i've actually never told that story before but legit he'd be like well you want to be a cat stretch yeah and if so. anyone knows robert hartwell he's stretched he's stretched okay? he's always got the leg up he is always committed it's always stretched that, and i have proof that ex- okay? that extension is pure feline I will say that is full out feline. Y'all are a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes new new bounds and new reaches of like that inspirational uh, kitty poster of like the one where he's hanging on the pull up bar. Like just keep going. <laughs> I feel like it's the new one for just like Robert Hartwell. Just be like, I want to be a cat, but it's like stretching <sighs> at the bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be our new Broadway collective ad. Right there, it's gonna be that. So thank you so much, Brendan. If, it, if it's you in a unitard, I think it sells instantly. <laughs> instantly, 
<laughs> the internet trolls will be coming for that ad so hard, like harder than they already come. So oh I think, God. yeah, a pause, a pause on that one. Oh, that's so brilliant. So we have the inspiration. We see cats. We see this whole thing. What is, uh, what is the first kind of style you get into? What is the kind of passion that drives you? Like, what's the discipline that's like, you know what, this, this is it. This is what I get. And then what's the, the fire inside you in that first class? What does take us through that? The passion was one. I was always obsessed with ballet just obsessed with the regal nature of it and i think just being a kid growing up in the south and knowing that i was a little gay kid and wanted to be in another place where i felt understood but then also felt like i could truly be like the full expression of myself ballet definitely gave me that escape because you're just playing princes and kings and you know fairies and all sorts of things um but although that was like where i wanted to be my actual like first taste of it of like formal dance training was with my first dance teacher kirsty tice spady who actually was in the first uh, in the national tour of cats <gasps> um and so i was flipping through the newspaper as one does at 10 years old on a sunday <laughs> um and i was like omg i was like mom look at this article and it was a press clipping of this woman who was the white cat victoria mm -hmm. she was coming to north raleigh north carolina straight from new york city to open up her own dance studio and it was going to be called the broadway dance project and i was like i have to train with her i have to train like this is like the person um and so my mom called that that was a sunday my mom called the studio on a monday and she told my mom um my mom told kirsty my son wants to be on Broadway by 28. Can you help us? And she said, we'll get him on Broadway by 23. And my mom was like, well, amazing. And like literally to the T, I was 23 when I made my debut. Mm -hmm. So the first like taste of like training, formal dance training was with Kirsty, And she's still a huge mentor and guiding, guiding force in my life. But, you know, I remember our first class learning what a kickball change was. And that was very difficult for me. Um, and my mom was an aerobic instructor. So I would go home and I'd say, okay, we have got to work on the kickball change. Or we have to work on the jazz square. And I mean, baby, the way that I would, <laughs> you know, have to be like peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, kickball change, yes. right ball heel. Like, I mean, and my mom would go through all of these things with me. And I was, I would definitely say I did not show much promise in those early days. But <laughs> I showed great heart and great joy and hope. Um, but Kirsty was so patient because I was really, um, I was just happy. Let's just say I was just really happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. I was really happy to be there. But he needed work. He needed work. <laughs> he needed work. <laughs> Yeah. So you did all the work in Raleigh, North Carolina. You end up going to the University of Michigan, as you always say, go blue. Um, go blue. Go blue. Um, and then while you're so while you're at Michigan and you're in that mind space of, OK, this is the kick like it's 
I have to make this my passion. I'm I'm choosing to make this my passion and my drive. It's time to really execute all of this. What was something that you told yourself that you had to kind of give yourself a kick in the butt to keep going? A kickball change in the butt. A kickball change in the butt. The peanut butter jelly, jazz square to the butt motivation. What what was kind of going through your head while at school like that? And you're like, it's go time. Truly what was go time was my senior year actually of high school because I ended up going to North Carolina School of the Arts and I was a ballet major. And there I met a guy named Benton Whitley, who we all know is a, you know, a casting director here in the city. And he got into the University of Michigan. And I was like, well, whatever Benton got into, like, I want to get into, like, I have to get into, you know. Um, and I really did want, I knew at that point in my life, I really wanted to, you know, get a BFA in musical theater. But the reality is my high school career, I focused so heavily on my dance training that I really let my grades suffer. And I'm a very smart person when I apply myself. And I truly applied myself greatly to my art, but not my academics. Mm. So my senior year of auditioning for Michigan, I didn't even get past the academic review. And I was like, this is my dream school. Like, this is where I want to go. So the kick in the butt for me really was like senior year of high school, knowing that I was going to go to another college for my freshman year and, you know, put all of my strength, my energy, and my intention into being a transfer student to Michigan. And I remember my senior year, I called the admissions board at Michigan and I just cried and said, please, like, just let me audition. If you audition me, I know that you'll be able to know you want to work with me. And they're like, thank you so much. But what we're going to recommend you to do is go to another college and then, you know, come back to us and audition. So my entire freshman year of college, um, I was actually at Otterbein, which was the best year that I could have ever had as a freshman in college because it was a very small class. There were eight of us. Um, and all of those people just rallied behind me and like let me, I literally lived in the library my freshman year of college um, because I was like, I have to get straight A's. Um, and I have to get into Michigan. And so I got a 4.2 GPA Ooh. freshman year. Mm. I know, send her cookies. Oh I know. Um, <laughs> and then I auditioned for Michigan. And when I was in that room, it was like, that was the go time for me, you know, um, because I was going to get three years of this education where a lot, where the rest of my classmates had four. So go time was like, truly senior year of like, hey, don't ever let your priorities slip so that you miss what life like truly has for you. And so I'm just grateful that that door was slammed in my face at 18, or I would have not fought as hard as I did when I got to Michigan. And a lot of my teachers were like, you're always knocking on our door asking for help. And I'm like, yes, I am, because I know how hard I had to work to get here. I know how expensive this investment is. And this moment, these three years mean something so deeply to me. And I know I wouldn't be here as an educator now, or even like my Broadway career, had it not been for those three years and those mentors and teachers and truly my classmates as well that shaped, shaped me. I don't know where I know the quote from, Robert, it might be you. 
Um, but I, I heard that success is when preparation and opportunity meet. And I think it's, um, I didn't know we were kind of like transferred twins because I think we had a similar journey of kind of like auditioning or, or applying to schools and not getting into our dream school the first time. And that door slams and you're like, oh, so the choice then becomes, okay, well, do I give up or is this, as you say, go time? And so I think it's just this this beautiful thing. I'm just like, no, you guys are wrong. I'm going to prove it to you. Watch me hit the books. Watch me do it. So I think it's just mm-hmm. very important to hear. But I mean, Brendan and Jack, I think we would all three be able to say as well, like probably some of the most pivotal jobs that each of us have had in our Broadway lives have probably started. <laughs> they were birthed out of rejection. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody at the audition right before said no, you know? Or the number of us, I'm sure that also like, there are creatives that are on teams that you have worked for that like said no to you on other projects. So it's just like, you know, I I hope to always believe and live by the idea that delay is not denial, mm-hmm. um, you know? Um, and that, it's going to happen in the moment that it's supposed to happen, you know? So after your time at Michigan, let's talk about this transfer to Broadway and this extended, brilliant career you have going on. So you come to New York City and you do five Broadway shows, five Broadway musicals. You're on the road. Just five. Just five. And they're very small. Tiny shows. Very small. Tiny. So you come to New York City, you do five Broadway musicals, you're on tour. And I just, when, when we think of Robert Hartwell, we always think about exuding joy, exuding that that emotion of this feels good. Like you make every dance step and every performance and every moment whenever you're on stage looks like it feels so good. And I think that is something that is not done by 99% of us. Um, (laughs) I mean, let's be real, like to bring that performance quality and truly make something feel good and perform, like you just don't see it all the time. And I think you are a class example of that. And I know um, we'll be posting about some examples like that. I think of you in Nice Work If You Can Get It and Mm. that famous jump split in the air. I mean... No, people can do that and then it changes their face, right? They're like, oh God, and they're in the air. But it feels like you want to do that every second of your life. Um, first of all, it's annoying that you can do that. Number two <laughs> is that, <laughs> I mean, it really is. And so number two is what? where do you place your mindset when you're dancing? Like you get this incredible choreography, whether it's Motown, which is very stylistic in that period or hello Dolly, which is also stylistic in its own way, but such diverse um, uh, techniques used. So where do you kind of place your mind when you are in a performance mode? And maybe it comes from when you initially learn choreography and you're putting it into your body then, but what do you what do you tell yourself what what kind of channels through your brain through those moments first that is so incredibly kind and overwhelming um to hear um so thank you for that kindness 
You know, there was a moment in my Broadway debut in Memphis, and it was our first, um, sorry, it was my second week in the show. And I remember it was a Wednesday matinee. And I remember it was the first time that I ever had to sing a solo every night, right? And I remember my voice the week before being really tired because it was just like, I had a sinus infection. It was the debut. It was just a lot of stress. Um, And so I remember coming back to the theater that next week and having that first double show day. Um, And I said to myself, I really need to pace myself through this today because I can't tank out like I did the week before. And before the um, evening show, our dance captain, Jermaine, pulled me aside and he said, hey, I have some notes for you. Um, And I said, oh, okay, great. And actually, I probably didn't say, okay, great. Cause you know, like as a dancer, like you, someone tells you you have a note and you're like, I suck, I'm terrible. And you're gonna fire me. <laughs> I am literally getting fired from Broadway. Like I've been on Broadway for a week and a half and they're gonna fire me. It's over. Great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So, and he was, he had a list of notes and then he said, before I begin, where was your head this morning? in the first show. And I said, honestly, Jermaine, I said, I have never done this before. Um, I said, but I actively told myself I needed to monitor my output because I didn't want to tank out. And he said to me, don't ever do that again because this is a gift. Hmm. So I'm not going to give you any of these notes because what I noted this morning is not who you are and it's not why you are here. And I can honestly say, and I literally can honestly say with all of my heart, I marked one show in my career on Broadway and it was that Matt Tanay. Mm-hmm. Every other show, I truly believe that it's a gift. Now do not get me wrong. Like there are days when you are on the struggle bus of life, but the idea of tapping into the joy and tapping into the people that are around you, that so many people, I think, um, you know, are called to this, but so few people are chosen for this, that how dare you then sit in a blessing and not move through it as though it is truly a divine gift. And so I can't say enough. I just try and look at the people around me and think of their stories and think of like, wow, we got chosen to do this thing. Like the universe saw fit that like we could get together and tell this story. And don't get me wrong. I think the audience is an incredible part of it as well. But truly just to think about like, whoa, little seven-year-old you, little you who was being stretched by your brother because you wanted to be a cat. Like you're now here, (laughs) you're doing it, you know? And like Jermaine got my edges together so quick that day. And I was like, okay. You know, again, speaking of, you know, these moments of like, what was that turning point? That was a turning point for me. And I'm so grateful for that lesson of like, never again, never again. 
Totally. And shout out to Jermaine because he also worked on our, our tour and he's brilliant. So Jermaine, if you're listening, love you, Biscuit. Um, so listen, he's my Biscuit. Love you, Jermaine. Love we love you. So, and I, I love that now switching kind of in gears to the Broadway Collective, which you are founder, CEO, President Hartwell of Broadway Collective, okay? So, and I have had the privilege of being in the same room with you as you teach students, whether it's on the national tour that we used to do and will do in the future, and Gathered, which we do our summer events. Being in the room, specifically kind of in our mock audition setting, is so incredible because you exude that same energy and same um, teaching quality of like when when the students get to watch you do the combination, you're like, it could be this or it could be this. Uh, uh, and that's your famous uhs that you always do for every step. You know, you know, I, I'm love, you know I love those chugs. Oh, I love a step snap <laughs> chug. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, passe. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Love it. But I love that you exude that to all the students because that is something I feel like that's so missing. Everyone is so focused in those moments of when they're being taught. That's like, oh, I have to get these steps down. I'm trying to finish the number, but it's more than just doing a number. And I love that you take it to the next level. It's the, it's, it's the, the fourth step, you know, um, of where we're trying to go as performers. So I just wanted to point that out as well, that it's beyond just you performing it on stage. It's like you are, practicing that with your students as well and encouraging them that it's it's more than just up here learning a step but again jack that's so kind but i have to say friend like i think that's why you have such a responsibility it's why brendan has such a responsibility it's why i have such a responsibility that what was given to you it was never for you it was never for you. It's for the next and the next and the mm. next. And I think we live in such a instant gratification culture that the idea of not being insular is so um, countercultural to who it is that they are. And so it's why I loved bringing the kids to see you in the prom because people don't dance full out anymore. It's why I love bringing Brendan in to teach mock auditions because not many people dance with that much passion and make you go outside of your box of who it is that you are, but get into the possibility of who it is that you could become and who you could be. And it's it definitely comes from our old school mentality of the teachers that taught us. And I do hope that as we continue to teach this next generation and perform or whatever it is that we never lose the joy of performance and show personship because that is what made all of us lean forward when we were kids. It wasn't the kitty cat that was in the back marking, thinking, oh, it's Wednesday, I'm tired. It was that kitty that was like, I may be in the back, but baby, I am giving you a jellical ball for your nerve, you know? <laughs> and like, but that is what, like, that is the gift that inspires and that keeps on giving. So again, thank you for saying that to me, but I have to say it's all a mirror and it's why I believe we're all here and sharing this space and time together because 
it's what I hope we just continue to do. And not for ourselves, but truly for them, because I don't think that they're necessarily getting that in their local arts community, but it's what this field and it's what this industry needs. 100%. 100%. And what I want to, going uh, through uh, kind of more into the Broadway Collective kind of talk, um, what I've what I've seen as a, you know, I know you guys uh, work together every day working on Broadway Collective, so I'm not in the inside. But what I, what I've seen from uh, being a guest teacher and working with the kids and all these and all these things is that Broadway Collective, and I think due to your vision, Robert, is that from the first moment that I came in to teach for you guys, it was don't treat them as like just kids wanting to do it. Treat them as people who want this, who want what you do. And I think there is an absolute difference because you could always bring people in, teach them a combo, say, you're great. And then cool. You had a good time. You did it. But I think the difference of the mentality and the pretty much the results that you're getting is that it's, you've come from this mindset of if you want it, come take it but it's not going to be the instant gratification that you're used to. and But it's going to be so much more. And also to that point, I know Robert is huge about with the Broadway Collective that he makes it a moment where it is not an, it is not an experience. This is a training ground for you. So exactly to your point, Brendan, about like here it is, come get it, make it happen for yourself. There is a way to do it and do better for yourself. Yeah. But we're here for the long run and we're going to build up your confidence and build up those skills. So it's not just a kind of like, yeah, you're great. Let's, let's learn some dances and then move on. It's absolutely not that. So I think that's incredible. I love that. And here's the thing, y'all, it allows them then an opportunity to have an out. And I know that you're looking at me like, wait, what? Because here's the thing. We all went to school with people. And, and when I say school, we all went to college with people that never got pushed or never felt rejection until they got to New York City. And mm-hmm. you're 22 and you're 23 and you're reckoning with the idea of somebody telling you no for the first time. And I would much rather be 16 years old and feel if my person um was okay with that, you know? So it's why we do the mock audition, not to tear kids down. That is never what we're doing. But to say, hey, do you like this? Does this excite you? Like, does this make you feel like I want to get back in the studio tomorrow and fight for a yes? And every summer we have students that say, this was the most life-changing summer ever. I do not want to do this as a career. And you're like, that is amazing. <laughs> I think that's the biggest gift. You just saved your parents $200,000 mm-hmm. and like a slew of therapy bills when you moved to New York. Like truly, <laughs> you know, but like, I, I know I'm like, you know, being funny, but it, it, it frees them to then expand into who it is that they are supposed to be on this earth, you know? And the end of gathered normally ends with a share case of the students. And when it's in person, you know, all the parents and families are there. And then after each student seeing Robert goes up to the student, they have a little one-on-one heartfelt moment and it's so wonderful. And usually they dry cry at the drop of a hat and it's just beautiful. But 
Robert asks, you know, the next level question about like, what are you taking away from this week or what are you moving forward with, moving forward with? And I remember to your point, Robert, um, a student said, I realized that I need to be a director and not a performer or something along those lines. And the whole room just like stood up and applauded. (laughs) It was the craziest thing because to exactly Robert's point of like, you're realizing it now. That's amazing. So I, I, that's one of my favorite moments of all time is that final day of gathered. So it's very special. Um, But Robert, just, we have some folks who have written into our social media for you today. Uh, Follow us at again, underscore podcast. Um, And so we just have two questions for you. Um, The first one is from Lucy and Lucy says, I'm 17 and trip over my feet, but I discovered dance this year and I love it. Is it too late? Lucy, it is never too late. I do not believe that it is ever too late, but I do not think that you now get the opportunity to do something different, Lucy. And if this is something that deeply matters to you, I want to encourage you to start with a ballet class, learn the positions first, second, fourth, and fifth, know what a tondu is, know what a passe is. And now that you know that, hey, this is something that I want to do. And now that you have heard it's never too late, it's go time. Like this is now your personal go time, you know? And so what will you do with the time that you've been given? Um, And I just encourage you to use it for action and no longer an old narrative that truly does not serve you. On point. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's what we talk about every day is it's exactly that time to put in the work and you can make it happen for sure. I think I myself, I discovered dance at, uh, I think 17 as well. I mean, there there was that thing of like, this looks fun. I'm going to dive into this. And then the more you dive, the more you see that there's definitely work to be done. I mean, Robert, even you said, it's just like, I had joy, but I was a project. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Kickball change, Lucy. Kickball change. <laughs> and just keep working. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut, Peanut butter, butter jelly. jelly. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, and our, our last question here um, from our social media is from Joseph. And this is a little two-parter. Joseph says, what is something from a previous job or experience that you will always take with you moving forward? So that's part one. And the little addition to that is, is there a specific dance sequence you'll always remember from any show or experience? They don't have to be from the same one, it doesn't sound like. Oh, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. I would say, first, something that I will always remember from a show would be watching David Hyde Pierce interact with every single person in the building of Hello Dolly. Whether you were an usher, whether you were a stage manager, whether you were a brand new cast member, he has such a curiosity for humans and for kindness Mm. and he just cares and i will never forget watching him backstage watch other actors work and just being so generous 
And I'm thinking, you are David Hyde Pierce. Like, you are David Hyde Pierce. Like, literally, we should be, like, carrying you around. Like, there should be, like, a chariot that we escort you around this theater in because you are David Hyde Pierce. But he is just the most generous human. And to see him care is something that I'm like, it does not matter what is happening in your day. If David Hyde Pierce is checking in on the PA, you sh- you too can be checking in on the PA. You know, <laughs> just like that is um, that is definitely a uh, that is something I'll never forget. Um, and to bring it back to <laughs> oh gosh, Joseph, um, I think kind of just talking about Hello Dolly that brings me back to rehearsals with Warren Carlyle. And he has this way of every dance step has a sound. Um, And so there were barrel turns that we would do in the waiter's gallop. And instead of saying, and barrel, and barrel, and barrel, and barrel, I don't know where this incredible human man got this, but it was guga, guga, guga. And so it's like, it became a catchphrase. It's like, how are you? Guga, you know? Um, (laughs) So I will just never, I will never look at a white cloth napkin the same ever again, Mm -hmm. because it has the power of Guga in it. Um, I will never look at a barrel turn the same way ever, because it has the power of Guga in it. Um, And (laughs) I, I, I charge to you, Joseph, to Guga through life. Find your own, find your own Guga. Find your own Guga. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Warren. Thank you. Oh my, oh my God. gosh. What an incredible, I mean, that show was incredible. And that waiter's gallop was extraordinary. Oh. I mean, just, there was always something. I think I saw that show about three times and just, it, it was just better every single time I saw it. It was better every time. Truth. Yeah. Truth. And I remember those barrels, the, the Guga the the cross of the gugas uh, i mean many many crosses i'm just like oh and to oh joseph's God. point something about you know taking away a little section of choreography that you always remember i have two specific ones for you robert uh, and i'm going to share i'm going to share oh, here dear. so one of them is hello dolly and it's the the cross i think it's in a trio that you did is it in the song dancing maybe oh and you do this yes. cross i think it's like from stage right to stage left it's like tombe potaburé something something quadruple turn you know down that is something i'll always remember and the second one is in motown this is so random you're gonna be like how do you remember this in <laughs> motown oh gosh i want to say he was dancing the street maybe and you have this it's a transition it wasn't even like a step i just remember this because i was like how in the world did daddy long legs get over there he was on like stage right in some v formation and then has to somehow get from 12 stage right to 12 stage left in a step and a half and you just like stride stride and you're there already in your spot dancing around again here we are on the count and it just was the most unbelievable thing i've ever seen that was i know that was so random no you know uh, what's so funny though jack is like 
one it's it, it, it's not random it's and that like is why you are the incredible eye and dance captain that you are because you see and notice those things but oh my gosh i know what two moments you're talking about and both choreographers and dance captains in both of those shows for both of those moments I will definitely say it was a journey in the rehearsal room to like get those <laughs> to like hopefully where we were able to get them but I think that is that's what I miss most is like the fight in rehearsal of mm. like I gotta I, I can be better I can do better I can I, I, you know someone wants me to be better I miss that you know and right now we live in a time where you're hoping to wake up um, and not be coughing, you know, mm -hmm. like that's the fight right now, but I can't wait till we are back in a space and there is someone screaming in the front of the room of like, again, again, again. Why? Because it's a gift. And why? Because you can. <laughs> mm -hmm. Truth. I mean, I mean, how we just want to hear again from the top, just bringing the title uh, back in here. Yeah, um, but uh, it's 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 that feeling of like when someone says like, "Hey, can you do this? Like, can you can you get from twelve to 12? And be like, "Yeah." First time doesn't go well. Again, we got it. We got it. Second time doesn't go well. Beads of sweat dropping down, and then like after like four or five times, and you get it. Even it's just like, okay, let's move on. It's not like a, a little celebrated moment, but it's just like, oh yes, yes. Those those victories and those fight for it moments of just like yeah got it next challenge bring it on i'm so so for those just I finding those that. moments of like i had no idea i was capable of that and it's in a rehearsal after doing a show like yeah i remember rehearsing for something and the choreographer was like if you could you know drag this cart over here drop that person off start walking off stage they're gonna throw this book if you could just like hold your hand up and keep walking and catch it without looking that would be i mean amazing if you could do that and i was like you know we'll yeah never really done that before great hand-eye coordination all of the things but then when we did it and i just like kind of clocked where the person was turned started walking off stage put my hand up and caught the book without looking i mean People of America, Done. Jack Sipple. People of America. Rehearsal, I think, Jack stopped after that. I think Sipple. we all just kind of <laughs> paused and thought we needed to go home after that. But to kind of witness that moment would kind of bring me into the next section. Uh, Robert, we love to kind of cap off episodes with a segment that we call Shoulda Shot It. What we want to know from you is what is a moment, whether it's been in rehearsal, life, yourself, anybody else, what is a moment that you wish was just captured on film or that maybe was and you're just like, I will never forget this specific moment? Oh, wow. I could cry right now because one, the story I was thinking of it just changed in my head. And so I'm going to go with like what the spirit is saying. Um, when I was 16 years old, I went to Stage Door Manor and there was, and it was a long story of, I mean, like begging Peter to pay Paul to get the money. I had never been to something that expensive before. And, you know, my mom couldn't afford things like that, you know, growing up. So it was a lot of fundraising. But the point is, I got there. And the 
first day of the summer program, I met a young guy with a really, really funny accent. He's from Australia. Um, and his name was Michael John Slinger. And we were the two dancer boys at um, Stage Door. And I had never met like another like flexible dancer guy like me, you know. Um, and there was a moment in a sh- we did the Our Time Cabaret together. Um, and there was this moment where at the beginning of that um, cabaret, he and I would cross stage and we would do a fan kick and then we would get on our knee and then we would look at each other. And (laughs) I remember that so vividly because it was just this moment of like, I love him. I love dancing with him. Like, I love what we get to do. Fast forward to Hello, Dolly. It was our first Broadway show that we got the opportunity to do together. And there was a cross that I would do with Nathan Madden every night where we would essentially do that same move, end on our knee and look at each other. Mm -hmm. Well, MJ, I believe that was MJ's like second cover. And one night, just ironically, you know, MJ was on for... uh, for Nathan. And so I didn't think anything of it. We're dancing. Da, 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 da. We go to do this moment and I go to my knee and I look at MJ and I just saw a flash of 16 years before of being 16 years old. And now both of us being in like the, the thick of our Broadway careers. And I just burst into tears on stage and I was looking at him and he was looking at me and he knew that my life was transitioning into something else at that moment. And it was one of the most special moments of my life to be able to see the power of friendship and the power of love and the power of what theater and what theater families can do. And I just remember sitting at the end of that moment and just like, I couldn't stop gazing in his eyes. And so if I could have, I would have screamed out to the high heavens, should have shot it. Should have shot it. Should have shot it. I can picture this like, glorious scene of you guys fan kicking to the knee and then like a slow motion bring as you look at each other and then just I've had the time of my life I can see that <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I pictured in the in the Yes, I um, I had a different background track, but um, I but we can fix it in post. We can fix it in post. Yeah, of course. We have options. options. It was Hallelujah, baby. We know it. Oh, it was Um, totally Hallelujah. Lots of tambourines. (laughs) Lots of tambourines. But I will say, I say this after a couple of our should have shot it. These are emotional, Brendan. I know. I literally, I was getting choked. I can see proud of us for this segment. You know, oh, we love it. We love it. We're like, would this be fun? Would this be a good segment? And every time, I'm just like, oh, heartstrings. I mean, Should have shot it. Should have shot it. It's yeah. so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Robert, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. You are amazing. You are amazing. I know you are very, very, very busy. But thank you so much for doing this. I know that there are many people out there who have journeys like you and are excited to 
hear this and this has probably changed their outlook on what they do next and how they approach life in general. So thank you for sharing with us and just being present here and letting go and being open. We appreciate you. And Robert, if there's any, uh, if there's any that people want to find out more about you or Broadway Collective, where can they, where can they find that? They can find that at Bway Collective on Instagram or at Sir Robert Takes Picks. But I will truly say, I'm just so proud of the both of you, and I'm so excited to see the huge life that this podcast is going to have, and to just think that if we would have had something like this when we were growing up, to be able to hear stories and to be able to see beyond an Instagram post and to be able to see beyond a playbill, you know, 30 word bio, I just am so proud of you both. And I'm so excited um, and expectant to see all that's going to come for you all. And I know that there's going to be a kid one day that comes up to you and they're like, oh no, I kept going because of x episode so huge mm. love to you both truly so much love thank you thank you thank you and i, I think cry in the outro i think to take us out can you give us another peanut butter jelly peanut butter jelly good peanut butter jelly it Again. goes kickball change kickball change a peanut butter jelly a peanut what butter jelly that? No? <laughs> that? no no <laughs> you should have shot it <laughs> Hey, it's Brendan. Hey, it's Jack. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to hop on over to our Instagram at again underscore podcast and give us a follow. A like. A comment. A DM. Because we want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Sure. 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 And before you press next to play your next podcast. Hopefully it's us again. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And give us a rating if you love what you're hearing. Again from the top is produced by Dory Berenstein. And Alan Seals. Stay tuned for our next five, six, seven, eight. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.